Welcome to FOH. I'm Kelly Sullivan. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm a server. I am a bartender. We serve people (laughs) and tend to them. We serve and tend. Yes. And this is a podcast about that and so much more here at FOH. (laughs) Front of house. That's what it stands for. (laughs) But you knew that. Um, It's in the descriptor. Oh, yeah. Totally. Whatever. Um... Yeah, so we had a wild weekend. Wild? Was Absolutely. it? Absolutely. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, but we like to start off the podcast with a couple fun stories mm-hmm. from the week and then uh, move on to more the intellectual meat. pastures. Yes. Yeah. Where the information cattle are grazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how <laughs> I talk about that. <laughs> I love extended metaphors, you know? I think it's good to take a metaphor to, like, its most deranged, like, mm-hmm. most... Yeah. That's Abstract. Funny. Right. Exactly, exactly. And then it becomes about something else entirely. Mm-hmm. And it's a metaphor of a metaphor. Yeah. People are like, just shut up. That's how it ends. Yeah. And then it's meta. Uh-huh. Metaphor and meta. And it's a meme. I don't really know what meta is. Yeah, you do. I mean, I know what it, like, I know what meta, what that represents, but like metaphysics, I don't know. Sure. Why would you? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Um, yeah, we had some choice moments this week. Mm-hmm. Um, a really, a lighthearted tale. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple. Yeah, a couple funny ones for you. Um, we, it was my birthday, thank you so much, and over the weekend, and um, the night, the Friday before, like I turned whatever. Uh, 24 I years old. T- turned 17 <laughs> um, at midnight, and mm-hmm. there was a woman at the bar by herself, lovely, having some wine. Very nice. And some carpaccio, my f- dream meal. Yeah. Uh, anyways, she was this lovely woman, had a lovely British accent, and she was watching with glee the whole night. She was like, is it only women who work here? And I was like, right now it is. We love it. She's like, it's so fun here. And I was like, I know. And then she was like, excuse me, um, is this an 80s thing, bar? <laughs> and... Where we work is very, there's no neon lights. There's nothing that would indicate any sort of time period. It's very classic, minimal, whatever, wood, lots of wood. Lots of wood. And I was like, I wonder what she could mean by 80s themed. And then I looked around and me and like three of my coworkers have just enormous curly hair and it was very humid and just it's like it's very jennifer beale it's it flash dance i was like we just have huge hair that's what you're saying you're only referencing you're just looking at our hair but it was like very sweet and funny and i was yeah. like it's not but thanks but for we could me. do like low-key we could plan we could strip in the box, you know, sorry, that's flash dance. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> the 80s? Everyone's a stripper? No, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. Um, I wasn't alive. Yeah. What? No, really? I'm, yeah, I'm 91. Oh my God. Anyways. <laughs> that's that. weird that you didn't know that because you were also, you were born in 1993. <laughs> I'm a 90s kid. Um, baby. I was a 90s embryo. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Only true True. 90s zygotes will remember this. (laughs) Lillian's like, I was born on the dawn of the new millennia. (laughs) It's my 10-year-old co-host, Lillian Devane. 
Um, Anyways, but that was very cute. It was was very cute. Oh, people from London are dumb. Just kidding. She was a doctor. Um, Really? Yeah. Wow. She was like, you really should get health insurance before you're 35. (laughs) Your body starts falling apart. I'm like, perfect thing to talk to me about on the eve of my birthday. Let's move on. Um, Anyways... No one has health insurance. We're all... Yeah, she's like, I don't understand your primitive country. <laughs> I was like, all right, lady, move it along. Um, I mean, that's how I feel, too. I know, me too. But um, it, it was depressing to talk about. Totally. Um, I also had an accented interaction <laughs> with an accented woman. Um, but she was like some other kind of European accent, like a little bit Eastern. And she called on the phone and she was like, wanted to complain about something. I kind of don't want to do the accent, but it adds a lot to the story. Um, and she was like, I was walking my dog today. <laughs> what is that? I don't know what it is, but I'm all about it. <laughs> came out. It's a very... Um, and she was like, and she was like, someone says, I'm going to kick the dog. And I was like, oh no. And she's like, yeah, I've lived here three years. I walk past the patio all the time. Never had a problem with anyone on the patio. And I was like, Oh, it was someone sitting on the patio? Like, not anyone who worked there. Right. Someone in attendance of our restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I guess they said, I'm going to kick that dog. <laughs> and she's like, I want you to know, if they had kicked the dog, I would call the police. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, would you like me to get a manager? Because I truly was like, I'm not sure what the next step is. Right. And she was like, no, that's okay. And I was like, oh, oh. okay. I think she just needed to have that experience, like, validated. Of course. That's, like, 75% of our job. (laughs) But I was, like, so funny to call in and be, like, someone who was eating at your restaurant said, I'm going to kick this dog, and then didn't. It's like (laughs) if I called the manager of the Mets, and I was like, I was at one of your games. Yeah. And not a Mets player, but a freaking guy in the stand threatened to throw a peanut at me but he didn't so what are you gonna do about it it's like there's nothing i can do i recently went to a mets game right so so that was relevant um you met mr met i sure did he has a baseball for a head it's (laughs) pretty cool uh i do think that was cool i saw that on your instagram and i was like holy shit who she is a celeb yeah that's what I imagine people you're, think. You're rubbing elbows. Yeah. Is that an expression? Rubbing yeah. shoulders. Shoulder. Elbows? Greasing elbow. Nope. I don't know. Greasing Some... palms, rubbing elbows. Rubbing yes. elbows. Rubbing elbows. Okay. Grazing lower backs. Grazing <laughs> lower backs with your hand and then sort of like letting eye contact linger. <laughs> that's a common expression. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a very funny thing to call and complain about. But I also, for a second, when you were telling me that story, I was like fuck did i say i want i know i was like because i in my head so often when i see a dumbass dog i'm like i want to fucking kick that dog i also like it is but true i would never that, say that um i so often well it is true that a, people are engaged in their meals so they're usually like not listening to you so <laughs> i will often forget that people can hear me oh sure. literally and so i'll be like oh my god like blah, 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 blah. like i mean not even about guests but sometimes i'll be like Ugh, my IUD, I have cramps. Yeah. And it's like, people are like, mm. Yeah. You because know. most times we're just invisible to people. Right. So it's like, I kind of forget. So I was like, I could have. There's so many ways when you work in the service industry where you have to like maintain some amount of power because you feel so powerless most of the time. Mm-hmm. And one of those ways that I do that is when, 
And it bleeds into my my everyday life when someone has like a really cute dog or a cute baby that I can tell they think is really cute and that they want everyone else to notice. You just call it ugly? No, I'm just like, <laughs> fuck your baby. No, I just like look at them yeah. and I look at the thing that, they, that they're like, that they mm, pr- I'm presenting my yeah. doggy. And I just have a completely blank expression on my yeah, face and I so. won't smile. I'm just like, it's a dog. Like, what do you want me to do? Mm. I'm not impressed by your, I, I don't know. Everyone's like, Hmm? Like holding a little yeah. thing. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't care. Yeah. Is that? I will say that I like the, the, like everyone being like a woofer, a pupper. I've like, I'm <laughs> a I'm, doggo. I'm dog weary. Yeah. I'm like, I do like dogs a lot, but sure. I, I used to be like, oh my God, like I can't wait to get a dog. That's like such an important part of like growing up to me. And now I'm like, eh. Well, it's also like so many of the people we encounter, their dogs are props and they're not like a real. Yeah. It's just like. I mean, I do still love lounging with a dog. Sure. I, I look, I don't hate animals or children, but yeah. I do hate them like propped up to like get a reaction out of me. When right. I don't really have time for that. Totally. I follow a Mormon mommy blogger who has five kids. They're right. all really cute, but it's too many. She's so teeny, that Mormon mommy I blogger. Know. How does she, she do it? So th- it's they like just if like you had five kids. crack their own oat bran and that's all they eat or something. She churns all their butter. I thought you were going to say crack her pelvis when she gives birth because I, am, <laughs> I imagine that happened. You you know that can happen. You you can break I your coccyx or something. I can't ever think about that or have children. So. You can you Fuck. can literally. I, know, I can't. It's like, it, I can't. I mean, why would you? God, that is really scary. That is fucked. I can't. I mean, I know we have like really abysmal like birth mortality rates in this country because of our terrible healthcare, but also like that is a terrifying reality. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. I can. Hell no. And I got birth and hips. I'm not doing it. Yeah, don't. I mean, get a surrogate for crying out loud. For crying out loud, get rich so you can get a surrogate. Just pay your friend like 10 bucks a month for vitamins and have her have the baby. That's how much a surrogate costs. <laughs> you say, oh, I got you some freaking folic acid. You like Flintstones gummies, right? Here you go. <laughs> How's that kid? You eating eggs? Great. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know what, increase it to 20 when she gets closer to, you know. Yeah. Of course. The third trimester, when you're going to want to bump it When she's swelling in different areas. Yeah. You give her a couple extra bucks. And some diuretic pills to flush out that water weight. I know. you Don't get fat. She's going to be bloated. Don't Gross. get fat. I don't want a fat surrogate. No. It's embarrassing. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't think this. Yeah. Um, anyways. I know. They know. They know. Um, also, a quick little note. <clears throat> Last episode, I mentioned... <laughs> I went on a very long diatribe about plastic straws and I do most things in my life as a fucking joke and I go overboard because I think it's funny. I do, I still stand by my original sentiment that plastic straw brigade people maybe need to tone it down. Also, we're not getting rid of plastic bags and styrofoam. Why is the straw thing? And it's because of one video I'm not even apologizing anymore. I'm just like, <laughs> I Doubling down. Fuck the turtles. There's a video where a turtle has a straw stuck up his nose. Everyone's been sending me. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I Weirdly, will watch it. Weirdly, we have gotten more response. I guess we should double down because it's really brought out the <laughs> listener engagement. The plastic straws saying we love them. People were like, this upsets me. And I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. I, I know. I mean, I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. It was entire. It was wholly unexpected to yeah. me. 
But also, what's your solution? You send me a three-prong approach for how we're going to get rid... How am I going to sip... I've got sensitive teeth. I don't know if you guys know this, but when you whiten your teeth, like I have had to... For my non-existent career, mm-hmm. I used to just use Crest White strips like 10 years ago. But <laughs> Lillian's got... manager is like, get those teeth white. But I've got sensitive teeth. I How am I supposed to honey. fucking gulp a, like a highball with the teeth, with the ice clattering all over my teeth? <laughs> it's unseemly. <laughs> I agree. And it hurts me. You want me to be hurt every time I'm trying to enjoy? I also mentioned last time I like to drink beverages as I lay in bed. You want Kelly to have to stand I up and drink? I spill on myself? <laughs> That's what you want? I look like a fool? God. Well, how about this? When Trump gets out of office, I'll start drinking out of metal straws. Yeah. I'm not going to make that promise, but... um. Because I don't know who you fucks are going to elect next. Yeah, I take it back. I don't even know what that has to do with anything. But yeah. I thought I'd make a, like I a dumb promise because I don't know what you guys want. Yeah. Elon Musk sent a car to space, you dumbasses. Yeah, how about you go after I'm Elon just... Musk, not me for enjoying a stupid drink because I'm poor and I just want to drink out of a fucking plastic straw. Anyways. In conclusion, we're not sorry. <laughs> In conclusion, I use tote bags. Don't, don't at me. Anyways... Anyways, moving on, um, I will continue to re-examine my thoughts and beliefs and then go back to my original belief, so. I'm always willing to engage, but yes, I agree, I will never change my opinions. (laughs) Sorry. I mean, I do not hate people that I used to hate now, so I'll say that I I may one day not advocate for plastic straws, but we'll see what happens. Not anytime soon, that's for goddamn sure. Anyways. Um, Great. This week. That's the episode. (laughs) A 15 minute response to a a previous episode that 25 people listened to, 10 of whom messaged me about. Yes. Great. Um, Good response rate though. Yeah. Totally. Really liking those numbers. Keep it up, folks. (laughs) Don't forget, we do have an email also. You don't have to reach out to us personally. Yeah. What's the email? The FOH pod. It's, yeah. At Gmail. At Gmail. Uh, feel free to send in any uh, questions or stories or anything you want. Yeah, really. Say what's up to us. I call them ICQCs. Issues, comments, questions, concerns. What? I was... Did you make that up? No, I didn't make that up. ICQCs? I- ICQCs. Issues, comments, questions, concerns. That's really cute. Thank you. I was a camp counselor. <gasps> Me too. Oh. Let's talk about that off mic. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> so... Today we're going to talk about, well, we're, we're referencing another article that yes I read about a year ago and I think about often mm-hmm. um, that I think is still like super relevant. Definitely. And, definitely. and is like an ongoing thing. But um, the article it's is... On it's on Thrillist. It's on Thrillist. It's an article by Kevin Alexander and it's called um, The Craft Cocktail Revolution is Over. Now it's an what? article by Kevin James addressing why he killed his wife on Kevin Can Wait. Wow. I was going to say... Do you know about that? Jason Alexander. Oh, We both that's, went for yeah. different schlubby guys. Yeah. Different fatties. <laughs> lovable. One is lovable. One is lovable. Um, yeah, but I think... I don't know. You, you enjoyed the article. I did. I thought it brought up a lot of interesting points, especially because I feel like we live in New York and there are so many places where everyone... And it's like become... Just as dumb as it is to say, like, mm, that's a hipster thing. It's dumb to, like, oh, is this a craft cocktail with 
house-made bitters. It's like now a joke. Every, yeah. It, it's all like, oh, that's something that's dumb and like overwrought. And like it's, you know, it's like sort of another like laughing point about. Right. It's also like I think so much of it is like you can see, like I went to Crate and Barrel yesterday and you can see like they they have every kind of cocktail glass and like many different variations and like so many beer glasses. Like it's just, it's trickled down to every area of life. Right. And that's what makes it laughable. Right. Cause now it's like, and, and in the article, uh, the author was referencing like, I was in Omaha and I could get a good cocktail. What the fuck is up? And, <laughs> yeah. and it's like a pretty funny, like weird, like, you know, East coast yeah. mentality of like, can you believe these people can make a Negroni now? Like, it's yeah. like who taught the idiots how to stir? You're like, what? But yeah. like, I get what he's saying. It's like become such an explosion and like, mm-hmm resurgence and like reimagination and like celebration of cocktails, which was like super exciting. Yeah. It's really cool. I mean, I think it happened because like, you don't have to go any further as to why it happened besides like, it's fun to drink and you want to drink good stuff. Right. Like who wouldn't rather have a really good cocktail versus like, I don't know, an apple martini that was popular 15 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. It's really interesting. And we won't, I won't get too much into the history Partly because I don't know it, but also, no. But but because there's other place, things you can read and podcasts you can listen to that tell you totally. the entire history of cocktails. But, like... Totally. But, like, the first cocktail, like, the first cocktail anything was, like, 19, like... I mean, 18, like, 60 to, like, 1933 or something was, like, the first... When cocktails were invented. Yeah. And then there was, like, the Depression, and there was, like, Prohibition before that, and there was, like, all of these things that, like, contributed in, like, World Wars, like, a million reasons why cocktails, like, didn't fully hit until, like, kind of the 50s again. Yeah. And then the 60s and 70s, everyone was just on acid and didn't drink cocktails. Like, (laughs) I mean, like, it's like... They're like, why would we drink when we could do hallucinogens? I mean, I agree, but also... Yeah. You know. And then it was like in New York. Remember the that Mad Men episode where Don they like try to drug Don, but he drinks so much that it like doesn't knock him out, and the kids are like, "What the fuck is up with this guy?" <laughs> they give him like two quaaludes, and he's like, "I'm having a good time." That's so cool. Yeah, I know it really romanticizes alcoholism, but God, I wish I could do that. Me too. I mean, we could get there. Uh, I don't think you could. What do you weigh? Buck twenty? I wish, but oh I'm mean, pretty close. Um, <laughs> you're like. <laughs> so Lillian stupid. just fluttered away like a cartoon bird. <laughs> Confusing. God, my mind's a nightmare. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So it's it's been this interesting thing that I think has gone hand in hand with a lot of like. I mean, you can definitely make fun of it, but it is like our livelihood, like small batch artisan yeah. craft, like back to basics, but then also like expanding on those basics. Like what we saw in like, what it was like 2007 or six was when the craft cocktail. Yeah. Like, I think so. I feel like also interestingly, I mean, to my mind and I, a lived in Indiana for much of this and B, um, like wasn't in the, like I was a child in 2007. Um, but I think like the first cocktail boom, when I, think about like reconstructing that timeline looking back is like really spirit forward. And then we had that kind of tiki drink, yeah, which is obviously like very drinkable, very like fun, 
which is like you, so you had this like really intelligent, like we really want to know about spirits. And then it was like, Oh, we can, we can also have fun with it. Yeah. We can play around, which is cool. I mean, so much of this article and, and really everything else in beer and spirits and like why, I mean, really everything in life, but it's so male dominated and and the history is written by men, white men. And it's, it's just really frustrating because I think when I encounter, like, again, like, I've read about the history of whiskey and the history of cock. I've read about all that stuff, but so much of it is, like, I just feel like guys are constantly just, like, um, don't you know the difference between a 1930s Manhattan and a 1950s Manhattan? Because once, like, Barry Totalmeyer came out, it's, like, I can't. That that also became part of the narrative where you had to, like, know all of the, you know what I mean? It's, like, this noble thing, this, like noble profession yeah which is cool again there's a plus side where it's like now it's a career and now people can support their families from bartending again you know yeah and it's like i think that bartenders are creative and it is good to acknowledge that like creativity isn't just something that you can go to a museum and see that like we're surrounded by creative people all the time and like when someone like someone created that drink not to be like too fucking sappy about it, but like someone created that drink that you're drinking. And like, that was a creative process literally. Yeah. And, and part of what we were talking about before is like part of what I see is that boom is also that people, men, especially I think were thought that like through consuming those things that kind of gave them access to that creativity. Right. Yeah, and it's also something that you can, like, learn about relatively quickly. Like, you can buy five different whiskeys over the course of, you know, and, like, yeah. learn about it and, and have that be a new hobby, and it became something to, like, In a really... way that also the wine world, like, you can buy five whiskeys, drink them right now, and know about them, and wine is a little more esoteric, where it's like, this has to age, this, like, bottles can get so expensive. Right. Really quick. Right. You know. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I don't know. I think, I don't know. And I, and I don't think it's, it's a negative thing, but I think it's definitely changing where now I'm like, whereas before I would go to cocktail bars and I'd be like, sick, I will wait 15 minutes for you to carve a bird out of an orange and put it on my, right. and it's delicious and I'm wowed and I'll pay you $20 or whatever it was. Because mm-hmm. that was new. That was like crazy. It's still like crazy, but... Now I'm like, I I think it's just like gone so over the top, this like gilded age, like, I'm just like, give me a good drink that is like not going to take 20 minutes to make. Yeah. I mean, I also, I think that where it's gone, I mean, it's truly to, like you were saying, I like to draw out a metaphor. This has gone, they've (laughs) drawn out the cocktails. It's like, ultimately the reason you drink cocktails is to party. Yeah. Like, you're drinking cocktails to, like, get a little loosey-goosey, have Mm -hmm. a good time. It's not supposed to be that serious. Well, we've reinvented the wheel so much that now it's just, like, broken down on the side of the road. I went to Maison Premiere. Yep. I mean, like, a year ago. (laughs) I can't be going every day, honey. First of all, Maison Premiere has a toilet that you only can flush if you know the logistics of, like, ancient plumbing. That's true. I can't go. I I laughed at the toilet last time I was there and like figured it out. Right. It's not that hard. It is kind of hard. So. So. (laughs) 
Um, but my friend ordered a martini. My friend who I was with ordered a martini and they literally, we were sitting at a table and they had a back waiter come carrying a tray of like a bucket of ice, a bottle of gin, a bottle of vermouth, like three olives. And then a bartender came and stirred the martini table side. I was like, she just wants a fucking drink. Yeah. I mean, that is the place to go when you want, like, that's their whole, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like, like if that had happened to me at like any random bar, I would have been like, what is happening? Obviously that's like why we went there. And Mike, I love that kind of, it has its time and place. If you go to a hotel bar, you get the like side shaker of it, whatever. Yeah. I mean, we also had like a seafood tower and stuff. It's like you go there for like the, the, the whole thing. But I think it's also partly too, like, I think it's like the eighties where like, I don't know. I always think about like back in the eighties when like the bad guys were, were the rich kids Yeah, in all the movies. Yeah. And I feel like we've had in the last like decade or so, like the rich thing has been like the cool thing. And I'm like, can we make the rich ostentatious stuff, the bad guys again? I mean, I think the, the title of the article is like now what? And I think that there are kind of like two ways that this has busted to me to my mind is one is the fun way, which is like now like what's popular is like tiki drinks and stuff that's like drinkable and fun and like punches and like approachable and approachable. And also the article, which was a little bit scornful of this, but it's like, it's given a lot of people a lot more knowledge Mm -hmm. and people can find drinks that they like and make them at home. And that's cool. Totally. And then the second part is that, like money buys you the power to make insane shit for, I mean, it's like, there's it. That's the other bust is you see like fucking dumb stuff happening. Right. That's just too much money is being poured. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then they were talking about like, logistically like people who are inexperienced because there's this high demand for workers Mm -hmm. in bars that like people who aren't experienced get promoted really quickly. It's the same thing that's happening in restaurants with back of house Mm -hmm. where like someone who's been a line cook is now a sous chef really quickly. And someone who's a sous chef is now head chef. It's like maybe they don't have everything they need because there's this huge demand in this bubble. And it's like, I don't think it's a good thing necessarily. Like I went to a bar that had like, a bunch, like not a small program, but I was like, can I just have like a Coke Americano and like some soda water? And the guy looked at me like I was totally insane. And I was like, you have like just people who aren't educated and it sucks, you know, yeah, there's totally. not, there's just high demand for bartenders and then like celebrity bartender. It's just like a nightmare out there. It's a yeah. nightmare. And, and I think what you see because a lot of these bars do have, a craft cocktail program is people learn the recipes for the cocktails on the menu. And then you go in and you say, Hey, can I get this? And they're like a classic or, Mm -hmm. or just something where you're like, Oh, I just want like just this spirit, but like done in a different way. And they're like, I don't know. Yeah. No, but it's, it's annoying to experience and it's, I know it's tough because you don't want to be, and you always feel like a snob when you order something off menu that a bartender doesn't know how to make. Cause you're like, I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm no, not trying to like, not. but it's something that like, I'm judging the vibe and the place. And I'm like, they'll probably know how to make a slight variation of a drink that they already are making a million of like at your margarita place. That's like, you know what I mean? 
Like I worked at a tequila mezcal bar and I knew a shitload about every single tequila and mezcal in that place. But I also knew how to make three different kinds of Manhattans or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I could make, I could do that because that's what being a bartender is. Like someone's going to come in, an idiot's going to come into a mezcal bar, but they're going to want an old fashioned or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just, maybe it's old fashioned of me to think that way. it's like why wouldn't you want to be like good at your job i don't know yeah i think that is also that people getting into bartending and not learning anything is so related to to me to like celebrity bartending like they're like i'm just gonna like get a cool dude who does blow and makes yeah and it's like that's fine also like it's not like like both of us i think got into the service industry, not because we were like, that's my true passion, but like over years of working in it have been like, okay, like I want to be good at this in the meantime. Totally. And I don't know. I mean, I think it's, it's interesting to me because when I moved, this might not be interesting at all, but when I moved here to New York, I saw that a lot more where people here are like so hustling and chasing their dreams or whatever that it's like, you've got this like hot actor who's like, yeah, I'll be a bartender, but they like don't fucking care. Whereas like, I feel like almost in smaller cities, there's a larger portion of people who are like career service industry professionals. I mean, there's definitely that here in New York, obviously, but I feel like it's almost, it's just a different culture. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? It does make sense. I think that's really interesting because like, I feel like New York is seen as such a site of the creation of restaurant culture for the rest of the country. Right. And it's interesting. Yeah. I just, I mean, it's probably because I know like every single person who works in a bar and restaurant in Boston, but I just, (laughs) am like the, the service to me is like a different, I just feel this completely different thing where in New York, it's like, I mean, obviously it's the same thing with people. It's like, there's so many people you have to really stand out and to become mm-hmm. a regular at some place in New York is like fucking hard, right? It takes like half a year for somebody oh to be like, my God. Oh yeah, oh, you, oh, you I guess before. you look familiar. Yeah. Or you have to be friends with like, sure. You have to do a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Another app, another app where we explain how to become a regular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else about this? I don't know. I think, What's your favorite? You know what? Here's a question I have for you. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite drink to order? Well, I do like daiquiris. Daiquiris. I like daiquiris a lot. Um, daiquiri, a Hemingway, which is a daiquiri with grapefruit juice. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you know. Mm-hmm. And I do really like Cosmos. I love that you drink Cosmos. They're really good. Yeah. I basically think of a Cosmo as a margarita variation. and It's like not a super different recipe. Mm-hmm. It's a little different, but <laughs> there's lime juice and triple sec. That's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. So two ingredients. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Um, that's how I explain. That's how I justify it. When people are like a Cosmo, I'm like, you wouldn't judge me for ordering margarita. No. So yeah. <gasps> <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, I obviously really like like sweet, juicy cocktails that's what I like. Another real quick thing. If you go to a bar and you ask me, hey, can I have this? Is this cocktail too sweet? And um, uh, that's not a fucking thing. Right. Also, when you say, can I have a margarita not too sweet? You're just saying, can I have a margarita? Can I have it made correctly? Yeah. Nothing I do 
is to anything. Nothing. I make a cocktail with the correct proportions, so it's neither too sweet or too tart. It's yeah. exactly how it should that be. That is true. It's fucking balanced because that's what a cocktail is. Do not ask me if something I put on the menu with my goddamn name on it is too sweet. And you know, I've started saying, I'm like, no, it's not too sweet. It's a balanced cocktail because I'm making it. And people are like, oh, I'm just like, I take ownership. I'm like, no, it's actually, I, one time I was like, it's actually going to be perfect because I'm making it. And he was like, oh, I'm like, yeah, bro. Yeah. What do you think I'm doing here? Fucking around, monkeying yeah. around with simple also, syrup. If you truly are so worried about it, you can just have like the spirit and lime juice or whatever. You know what I mean? Like people order that like a tequila and lime juice and soda. Yeah, I get it. I'm calorie conscious. I fucking get it. But yeah. Order a margarita or don't. Don't. Don't say margarita not too sweet. Everyone knows not too sweet. Yeah. You're not a TGI Friday. It's disgusting if it's too sweet. Give yeah. me a little credit here. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I hate that. I really don't like that. Yeah. What is your favorite cocktail? I don't even know. Really? Um, because you, I, you mostly drink wine. I make, yeah, I drink wine a lot now. Um, but I'm a margarita person. Oh, I did know that. Yeah, I did know that. You love margaritas. I love margaritas. I love mezcal margaritas. I'll drink a daiquiri, mm-hmm. tequila soda when I have a long way to go and I need to like hydrate. <laughs> yeah, classic <laughs> hydrating drink. <laughs> tequila soda. It's booze and soda water. No, I agree. But I can get in trouble with tequila sodas. Oh, I mean. Yeah. Tequila soda, because you're just like, yummy. Yeah. And like, I mean, I have done that like on shift where I'm like, uh, not on shift, but as post shift had like six tequila sodas and then been like, I got to go home and vomit. Oh, yeah. Well, it's also, I usually get tequila sodas if I'm at like a questionable establishment where they're mixing men and women. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Like where women are showing their ankles and wrists. You know what I mean? (laughs) No, um, but, I, but if I'm, go- I'm at a dive bar, I'll get either like a bottled beer or a tequila soda, and then I'll just be like, well, I guess I'll just keep slamming pure booze, you know? Yeah, for the next half. I said half an hour, but yeah. you usually spend longer <laughs> than that at a bar. Stop at the dive bar before I go anywhere. <laughs> Don't, know. <laughs> Don't know what I'm talking about. So, in conclusion. <laughs> yeah, so summing up. Yeah, I think Cocktail Boom... Overall, we think it's cool. Yeah. We like it. Sure. Whatever is bringing attention to and, like, creating jobs and interest and expanding people's palates and letting them enjoy life, like... That's good. Once I learned more about what I like to drink, I, like, genuinely enjoy myself out more and, like, at my own home. It's, like, just learning about yourself, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Man. Hey, man. Hey, just take a second and, like, really figure your shit out, you know? No, I think it's great. It's, like, stuff that um, you would be spe- – I mean, if you're like me, like, I was still buying, like, booze and beer and wine when I didn't know what I liked, and now I just have, like, more energy and focus brought to that buying process rather than just being like, oh, I don't know, this two-buck chuck is fine. Right. Or whatever the yeah, hell. Yeah, this IPA that my boyfriend's drinking, I guess I like it. Yeah. No, I don't. No, I fucking hate it. Rob, just kidding. You were great. Um, (laughs) I will say my boyfriend loves scotch and he's like, he's like, I feel about scotch how you feel about wine. Like if you just find one that you like, you will be able to drink scotch. And I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah. It's also, yeah. No, no. 
Big no on scotch. Marcus. Whoa. <laughs> name and names. Name and names. Um, yeah, but I think it's also like, again, things can get too precious and overwrought and mm-hmm. ridiculous. And like, it's good to scale back. It's like a natural, that's like the natural way of life. Yeah. You know? I think that that's a very natural, econ- that's a nice natural economic cycle. Yeah. Boom, boom and bust, if you will. Like, let's. Bull and bear. Pull. <laughs> Let's pull back and, like, refocus and just, like, I don't know. Back to basics is, like, great. Back to basics is great. And, yeah, and it is, like, how do we make this enjoyable again? Right. I don't want people to be freaked out when they go to a cocktail bar. Like, I don't want it to be this secret goddamn society. Like, it's ridiculous. No, no, it shouldn't be. And it shouldn't be anything that is exclusive or exclusionary to, like, Palettes, spending ability, right, race, right, whatever, gender presentation, like those things are. That's when it's bad, right, right, and that is kind of the current culture. Sorry. Okay. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. As always, we really appreciate it. If you find any more videos of turtles with straws up their nose, definitely send that to Lillian rather than <laughs> myself. Text it to me and say I'm very disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be great. That would be actually really helpful. Yeah, thank you so much. If you could include it into a birthday message for me, like (laughs) one of my friends did, wrapped it into one, that would be also perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you. Love you guys. Bye.